Hey everybody, welcome to Dental Voice with Zyrus. My name is Rolando, and we are here at SmileCon 2023, in person with everybody. Talk about awesome. It's always, always wonderful to be able to put a face and actually meet and touch people that you've been talking to on the appropriately people learn to put it that way. <laughs> so today, this is so cool. We have Dr. Suzanne Ebert. Now, Dr. Suzanne Ebert is the vice president at the American Dental Association, and her focus is on career services for early stage, mid stage, and then also people with a lot of experience in dentistry. She has joined us now, and this is her third time with us, and she shared with us things that she's been doing and all the innovations of the American Dental Association. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to spend some time with her now and find out what has she done for us lately and why it should matter. So first of all, thank you so much for joining. It is a pleasure to, to see you, and I appreciate that you're willing to do this with us. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, we're going to go right into this. Great. Understand. So, as the head, vice president of career services, what exactly does that mean? And how does that tie back to some of the things that you were working on? Last time we talked to you, I think, it was at the Chicago Mid-Winter. What's that? Well, a lot has happened over the last year or so. We met back in January, I guess, or That's February. Right. And at that time, I was really focused more in on the ADA practice transitions platform. Right, right, right. And, and that's what we talked about. Really focusing in on that whole transition process. We have discovered that our younger doctors, our mid-career doctors, and our more seasoned doctors are looking for a comprehensive suite of resources that are not just transitions related, but career related. Oh, I love that. So transition is about leaving, right? Or, it can be about joining or leaving. See, and, but the way. perception was. So I love that. More comprehensive. So what does that mean? Oh, my goodness. So we have developed or created a whole new uh, division at the American Dental Association. And it is devoted to dental career services. So not just transition, career services. Again, uh, now I'm trying to get my head around. What is, what, so I'm excited. Keep going. I am so glad you asked. Everything from a D1 student who comes in to dental school. Let's give them the opportunity to understand how to manage their debt right from year one. Let's talk about those types of issues that they're going to be facing. Let's talk about how a dentist at D1 or D2 starts to understand how to work with patients, how to communicate well, so that when they enter the clinic, they can do it successfully. So this is the ADA, even though they're not dentists yet? This is the ADA paying attention to what our future dental professionals need to oh, navigate wow. a successful career. So then at D3, D4, when they start thinking about how do I evaluate a specific practice, how do I understand what type of practice I should go into, not just a private practice, maybe the military, maybe an FQHC, maybe even going into corp the corporate world and doing Dentistry, uh, not just corporations, but what about P&G? What about working for corporate America? All of those things. Those are career resources that we need to expose our dentists to at the D3, D4 level so that they can make informed decisions for themselves. So it's amazing. So, and 
thank you for that. It's it's so the platform is broadened so much more, and you are starting when people are becoming educated around dentistry. What drove this change? Because there's a perception, or at least we believe, that the American Dental Association is just kind of sitting on its laurels and you know losing season or experienced dentists because it's like same old same old. What drove this change, and how is that going? Well, we've been listening to our dentists. <laughs> Wait, what? No yes. Way. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I mean, it seems so obvious, but we started really listening to our dentists. Uh, over the last five years, with what I've been doing, I've been listening to our customers, and our customers have been everything from you know D four students to dentists who've been in practice and are trying to get out, and they've been in practice for up to forty nine years. So we've been listening to them. We understand now what they're looking for. And it's, again, we're not just talking dental students. We're not just talking early career. We're talking about what do you need at every single stage to help you to navigate and be successful and to say at the end, hey, this profession has been great to me and my association has supported me through that entire career path. I love that. And you know what's cool? We just recently had Dr. Raymond Comia just uh, yesterday, and this concept of customizing that support across the profession, across the evolution, uh, that, that, that's pretty amazing. So in the career services function, how is that structured and what, what exactly, how, how is that built? How do, how do you start even? <laughs> well, you start with what you do best. And because we've developed such great transitions resources, that's where we're putting a lot of our initial energies. We're changing the way we do things to make it more user-friendly for our incoming doctors to find practices, to find different situations. We have a new career pathways assessment tool through the ADA member app. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that has been incredibly exciting. And we're building out each one of those pathways so that we can help doctors to understand right at the beginning of their, of their career, given my responses to specific questions, what is going to fit me the best? Where am I going to have the most likely success, not just financially, but emotionally, internally, and everything else? Oh, wow. And I, I, the, the aspect of emotionally, internally, the, thematically for the American Dental Association, especially for this small kind of event, it's about wellness. It's about mental health for, for dental professionals. And... I really like the fact that that's incorporated. What is the reception, or how are you? How are you, one of the big issues that the ADA has had is its ability to communicate effectively all these wonderful things that it's doing, its advocacy, that type of stuff. What has changed with regard to that, and is it working, or what are you learning with regard to that? Well, it's interesting that you brought that up because we just, again, have a new initiative that's begun surrounding social media surrounding how do we get to our audiences. And we have to be more customized in how we deliver our information. So that's been a huge focus at the ADA. And I think you're gonna see some big changes coming shortly, uh, as soon as you know, Q1 of 24. So what makes that such a, I mean, how hard is it to just tell everybody? What makes it so difficult to do? I'm curious. It's really hard to reach our dentists. <laughs> they are busy people. I mean, I, I remember being in private practice. I was in my office. I was working hard. I didn't really have the time or the 
energy sometimes after hours to go find things. Now, with the digital resources that we have available to us, it's a little bit easier, but we've got to meet our dentists where they are. And we have to understand that they are busy people with many uh, different problems and scenarios that they're facing every day. And we have to be customized to what they need when they need it. So I love the context around that and meeting them where they are as opposed to forcing them to come to meet the ADA. That's a big change. Absolutely, and that comes from the ability to talk with our dentists. We're learning now not, we're learning that we have to listen to them and that we have to watch what they're doing in order to make the best decisions to help them. It's so all about helping them. So it's not about telling them how they should do it. It's about finding out what they're dealing with and then figure out where are you finding these resources to help them do that? Where, how, are you, how are you getting that kind of quote-unquote real information? Well, the nice thing is, is the ADA already has so much. They have so, uh, there, there are things that we have tools like, you know, demographics map, the maps. If a dentist is looking to join a different area, they're looking to move. We're looking at uh, license portability. That's a huge issue at the ADA. That's a huge issue. And we are absolutely making great strides in the direction of the licensure compacts. So that is a huge win. We have these demographic maps that can show a dentist immediately, hey, this is the average income, this is the amount, this is the dentist saturation, here's the population in the area, all of that. We have so many resources. We have a licensure map that tells a dentist, okay, this is exactly need right now in order to transfer your license or to get a license in a specific state. So we have all these resources. We just need to get them in an easier to use format and that is something that we're working and very hard. A lot of people don't realize that you do. Absolutely not. They don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so so in in so the American Dental Association, ADA is a large organization, or it's been around for a long time. Change in any organization, small, medium, large, young, old, is difficult. What are some of the things, how are you overcoming and uh, executing this change? What is What has to happen in your opinion? Oh, why are you laughing? Okay, what did I do? <laughs> the only thing that came to my mind when you said that was Dr. Raymond Kamiya. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dr. Comia has been the driving force behind all of these changes that are happening at the ADA right now. Well, you're a big part that, of that too, because you're having to execute it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm excited to be able to be a part of the ADA during this time. It's a transformative experience. That's scary, though, too, right? I don't, get, I don't get scared very often. <laughs> I have a feeling you don't, do you? So what would you say is the biggest thing that you're having to overcome in order to not just execute it, but drive it, keep it going? I'm going to tell you right now, things have been moving forward so quickly and we have so much support from our trustees. We're getting great feedback from our members that this is the right direction to go. And we keep getting these, this positive reinforcement that yes, we're ready, 
We're ready for this change. We're moving forward. I'm, you know what? I'm going to say that right now, I don't have a roadblock. It's, it's just a matter, just of, a matter of keeping things moving forward. And it's been so much fun. Oh, I love it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. What I'm especially happy about is there is consistency between what we're hearing from you, what we're hearing from Dr. Raymond, but also what we're hearing from other constituents in the areas and, and some of the other, you know, the state dental associations. And, you know, it's not a simple thing to turn things around. Let me ask you this. A lot, there's still a large population of young dentists or dentists um, who uh, were not, who used to be members, no longer members, who are not there. How do you get to them and what would you encourage people to do to help them understand what, what it is you all are doing? I think so much of it is communication. What do you mean by we that? We are, as I said earlier, Yeah. so here's maybe our biggest roadblock, is our ability to communicate effectively with a dentist once they graduate. We can get to them while they're in school yeah, and we can help them to understand. We need to have a consistent message to them throughout their dental school experience so that they remember us, you know, as they continue forward in their career. So I would say if I could, if I could just reach that particular audience, just graduated, take a look at the ADA, see what we have to offer, understand the resources that we have available to you, especially surrounding things like how do I get into a practice effectively? How do I know whether this is the right situation for me? How do I avoid being taken advantage of that's a big my one. contracts? Yeah, that's a, that's a really big one. And it's something I hear all the time. And there are things that we have for you. There are things we have for you. You that's just have help. to take a look. Give me a call. Let's talk. We'll figure it out together. Okay. I especially like this context. Uh, Dr. Vukovic, he's done a lot of research and he's done, he's, he's shared. And one of the statistics that you hear often is that there's a big move from private practice to corporate or groups or DSO. And it was kind of encouraging to hear that you're actually acknowledging or working of that. What's, what's involved with that and why is that an important aspect of this? It's a, it's a critical aspect of it. Again, there are people, I love our career pathways assessment tool. I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Because that is research-based, and the fact that somebody can take this assessment and be directed towards a couple of different career paths that they would be most successful in, and like I said, I'm not saying financially necessarily, because that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about how are you successful? Operating in your business. and How do you know what's best for you? And there are people that, you know, DSO ownership is, a, is one of the top responses. Uh, DSO associateships are another response. And then, of course, we have academia. We have the military. We have FQHCs, public health. So we can help dentists get where they will be the most successful. And what a wonderful opportunity that is to work with some of the DSOs that fit some of those profiles to help direct our dentists to the pathway that really they're going to be the most successful in. So it's, a, it's about 
recognizing that the resources available and actually doing something with it. So it's kind of a give and take because it's not just about expecting to be given that. Absolutely. I love that. And the fact that we can connect you directly to recruiters, directly to the appropriate uh, organization, the one that you're going to be most successful. Wow. How great is that? <laughs> I mean, so, let's talk about something that is talked about a lot, but it never seems like things can be done about it. And that's kind of thematically what's happening at the at SmileCon this year. And this is about you know mental health and you know being able to kind of do that. What is how is ADA helping in that? Because that seems like such a big gigantic. Ball of yarn. <laughs> it's a ball of something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right? uh, I mean, mental health and, and wellness. These are these are big issues, and it's not. It's across the board for dental professionals because it's it is. It's a it's a very stressful environment. Uh, it's post pandemic. A lot of changes. The quote unquote new normal. Technology is coming in like you wouldn't believe. There's ambiguity with regard to things. AI, all that crap. How how is the how is that? What is the ADA providing with regard to that kind of support. I would love it if uh, people would go and check out the ADA member benefit area because we have health and wellness, a uh, health and wellness focus right now. Right. There are things called, I believe it's the class pass, which is more of an exercise type meditation yoga experience. We also have, uh, we've got a number of hotlines. Unfortunately, I've had to refer some of our doctors to some of those hotlines when it's been appropriate. Um, there's a whole initiative surrounding health and wellness, and it's being supported by a new Agile team, and they are looking to make great strides in this area. And again, we have a number of resources that are already available, but we're working on expanding them and optimizing them and getting the word out a little bit better. So again, it, it's, it sounds like there are a lot of resources there are a lot of things that are being done, and it's a matter of people recognizing that this is a, a, a central point to enable people to actually gain this. People just don't know. So that's probably just getting the word out. It, a lot of it is getting the word out, and on our end, getting the information, making it easier to find. Oh, yeah. We really need to work on making it easier to find. So that would be the biggest thing that, that's the biggest problem you're trying to solve right now because it doesn't sound like there's a lack of resources or information. It's just people don't know it's there. Exactly. So because they don't know it's there, it's, they don't care. And because they don't care, they're like, what are you doing for me lately? And it's that. It's amazing how many times, especially at some of the meetings uh, that I've attended, and I will ask somebody, you know, are you an ADA member? Well, I was. I was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's have a talk about that. You know, why have you let your membership lapse? Well, I didn't know the ADA was doing anything for me. And right, it's not that hard for me to talk about things like you know the insurance reform issues, the licensure portability issues, the multitude of career resources that we have all of, again, all of the member benefits that people get, and people usually look at me and they say, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Bingo. So it's it's a struggle, and we need to work at getting that information out better. I love it. I love it. If you were <coughs> with this platform for our view, 
for people who are sitting there and they watch this, and they're still sitting back, young dentists, dental students, mid-career, seasoned, really experienced at this, sitting back going, I don't know, what, what message would you like to give out to them with regard to what they can do right now, actionable, not just think about, not just to either help them understand what's available, or at least give a chance, check this out. What, what would you want to tell them? I would say do a couple of things. Please just go to ADA.org, search around a little bit. You don't have, it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take much time. What is your biggest struggle? Type it in the search and just see what you get. The other thing that I would recommend you do, just once, go to a meeting. Go to your local component meeting. Talk to somebody at your state society. Give me a call. It's fine. I would love it. But if you see something that you like or that you don't like, let us know what it is. Do your part to make your profession stronger. Don't ignore the association. We're there for you, and we can't do it alone. There's nothing that can be done by yourself. You have to be proactive. That is so cool. So it's it's so first of all, really appreciate you taking the time. You know, it's not about what you've done for me before. It's about what are you doing for me lately? And there's a lot going on on there. And I think it's a, it's a give and take. The concept about take the time to really understand and actually engage. I think that's that's the important thing, folks. When you look at associations like this, they're here for the industry. And I really, I, I want you to know personally, I very much appreciate, we appreciate that you, Dr. Cormier, are willing to get on here and actually answer questions about what are you doing and why you're doing it. But more importantly, what have you done as opposed to just not saying too busy. And, you know, the, the fact that you're actually talking to member constituents listening is, is huge. And the other thing too is, I guess it is incumbent on our industry to hold the association accountable for uh, the commitments that they've made. And if we don't do that, or the industry doesn't do that, then then they're not participating, or there's no reason why not. So did I get that? Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate you taking the time to invite us to speak. You're not allowed to thank the thanker. Did I just say to thank the thanker? Okay. So, <laughs> so wait, first of all, hey, everybody. Dr. Suzanne Ebert, you know, there's so, it seems there's a dimensionality to career services that I, I believe we haven't even touched on here. I, I'm really excited and I think it's important to note that there is consistency between what she's been saying and what Dr. Kamiya is saying. I was hoping it would be different so we could pounder on it, but it's not. And that's a good thing. And, you know, the fact that there's this whole broad customization, I think is important. So thank you for doing that. And Really appreciate you. If people wanted to reach out to you or learn more beyond ADA.org, how, how could they contact you? The best way to contact me is email. Believe it or not, I still am an email kind of person. So Ebert S, E-B-E-R-T-S, at ADA.org. And I am always open to having a conversation. I really love to set up a Zoom call with people who want to chat. If it's career-related issues, if it's ADA-related issues, if I don't have the answer, I don't have a problem saying I don't know, but I will find the person that you should talk to. So I appreciate that opportunity. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Hey, folks, if you have questions, please reach out. 
we owe it, we always owe it to ourselves not to just dismiss things because we don't understand. Find out. If you like this content, please share it. It's important that people get the word out. If you love this content, give a like. And here's the thing. Reach out to Dr. Ebert because she will and hold her accountable. Answer you on that. And we look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, folks. We'll see you soon. Thank you.